0: what's up y'all how y'all doing tonight good I'm so thankful for that worship team that we have um, for people that can sing um, because I can't sing and that was that was beautiful but um, I'm Will I am um, a student at Southeastern used to be here with you guys I love this place I'm so thankful um, for Collide and the effect it's had on my life Um, and I'm just glad to be back so have you guys ever been stuck in a habit of doing something you don't like? Have you ever been um, not a, stuck in something that you, you can't get rid of, uh, you can't walk away from it? Uh, maybe you can't quit vaping or you can't c- quit cussing. Maybe you can't um, quit having inappropriate relationships with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Uh, and maybe you can't stop watching stuff on your phone uh, that you shouldn't be doing. Um, well, I've been there. Um, I've lived all of that. I've been in high school, I know what it's like uh, to be stuck in something that you hate um, and wonder why you can't quit. Um, So where do you look? Where do you turn? Um, And so tonight I beg you that you would turn to uh, Romans 8, 111. Um, So Romans is right between uh, Acts and 1 Corinthians. So everybody, let's turn there. Uh, Romans 8 is probably one of the greatest chapters in the Bible. Um, It's a theological masterpiece, it goes over, oh my gosh, hope that fixes that, Uh, it's a theological masterpiece, it it really talks about uh, much of our salvation and and why we're free from our sins, so uh, let's read. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son. And the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemns sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed Let me pray for us. God, I just thank you for this night. Um, thank you for this opportunity to share your word um, and go through your word uh, with these young people. Um, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, uh, make these words yours. Um, God, I do not desire to receive any glory from this, God, but I want uh, them to know you and um, know you well. Lord, we're talking about uh, being dwell with the Spirit, so God, would you uh, help these uh, guys understand what that means? Um, And also help them to accept your spirit um, and let it affect and change their life. So after reading that, amen. Amen. I'm sorry. Um, After we just read that passage, uh, it brings us to our first point. um, Freedom from condemnation. So you can go ahead and write that down. Uh, And Paul starts off, he says, there is therefore. Okay, so when we read therefore, we we want to be able to, analyze what that's there for. So what is Paul pointing back to? Um, and when we look directly in front of that verse, so right, right after it, we don't, we don't see really what we're looking for. But if we turn to Romans 7, 6, we see a verse that really correlates with what Paul's talking about. And it says, But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we may serve in a new way of the Spirit, not in the old way of the written code. So Paul refer- is referencing back to this and talking about that. And he says, then he goes on and says, there, there's therefore now no condemnation. So what is condemnation? Condemnation is not something we really talk about usually. Um, I don't really condemn my friends on a regular basis. I don't know about y'all, but uh, it's a pretty serious thing to do. But um, condemnation is kind of like a legal term. Uh, it's something that you, happens in the court. You get convicted of a crime, so you are condemned for that. Um, so we, we, where we were at, apart from God, were condemned. Uh, we had like a dark cloud of sin and conviction over us, and we, could, we had no way to escape that. Um, but for those in Christ Jesus, who are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. So in Jesus, our condemnation is removed, and we're set free from that. So what does in Christ Jesus mean? Those who are in Christ Jesus belong to him. Those people have accepted Christ, have a relationship with him, and are freed from that condemnation. So then Paul says, uh, since we are free from this condemnation, how are we free from it? he says, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So he specifies two laws there. He specifies the law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death. So what are these? The law of the spirit of life, as Paul just said in Romans 7, 6, was a new way of the spirit. Uh, Not like the old written code that we were condemned by and unable to follow, but a new way, uh, a new obedience as we are interwelled with the spirit and uh, sanctified by the Spirit, we can live a new life apart from that condemning law. But the the law of sin and death was our old state where we were stuck. We were um, apart from God, trying to fulfill laws and codes that we were completely incapable of doing. So those are the two separate laws. One we were in, we were in the law of sin and death, but now in Jesus, in his death in, on the cross, we are in... The law of the spirit of life. And so we are set free from that old law. And what does that mean? That means that we were bound to it. That was our only way to God. So we were bound to that sin. We were bound to that, that law. But now in Christ and in his work, we are set free from it. We are, we are uh, freed and now allowed to live in the new, the new law, which is the way of the spirit, as Romans 7, 6 says. So next... Paul says, for God has done what the law, okay, stop there, God did something that man couldn't do. God came down, uh, only he could do it, only God could have done this, uh, and only he did do it, and he chose to come down. So God did what the law, weakened by the flesh, so let's, let's say the, the law was not weak, but the law attached to man, so when we had the law, it was weakened because of our brokenness, and our unwillingness to fulfill it. Um, so the law weakened by the flesh could not do. So the law could not get us back right with God because it was paired with us. Because of our brokenness and sinfulness, the law could not get us back right with God. But what did he do? He sent his son. He sent Jesus. And He sent Jesus in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. So he sent him um, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. This was, hold on. Okay. um. Sorry, guys. I'm getting lost here. Okay. He sent him in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin uh, so that he could condemn this sin um, in our life. All right. And that brings us to our second point uh, condemnation for sin. So we were, uh, and you can go ahead and write that down, Um, we were stuck in this sin, um, broken and alone apart from God, but Jesus came and condemned that sin. He condemned that sin in the flesh by his work uh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. And so because of Jesus' death on the cross, we now are able to... Walk in the Spirit and, and fulfill the righteous requirement of the law uh, in, that, in that work. So, and those, we, we are not to walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So, those who walk um, according to the Spirit are now freed in Christ. Okay, and through, so this, this, uh, condemn, this condemnation of sin that Jesus did um, actually reminds me of a scene in Star Wars. Uh, it's a scene where uh, Palpatine and Luke and Vader are kind of fighting. Uh, Luke is, defeats Vader, uh, but Palpatine um, comes quickly and uh, is trying to condemn Luke. So let's uh, watch that clip. Destroy. Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. You have paid the price for your lack of vision. That seems pretty, pretty dramatic. Uh, it's kind of the culmination of the Star Wars series, of, of the real movies. The last three are trash. Um, and they should, be, they should be deleted, in my opinion. <laughs> so, so, uh, in, um, so in the same way that, that Luke was freed from the condemnation for in the same way that Luke was freed from the condemnation of Vader, uh, I mean of Palpatine and his like uh, wrath and, and um, aggravation, <laughs> uh, so we are freed from from the condemnation of sin on us, right? So so in that freedom, we now can walk in the Spirit uh, away from our sin, um, but we still have our flesh. Our, our flesh is still annoying. So what, what do we do with that flesh? How do we uh, how do we get away from that? And how do we walk in the Spirit? So let's read verses 5 through 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So first... Paul establishes two concepts. He establishes the flesh and the spirit. So what is the flesh? Uh, the flesh is our broken human nature. It's all things corrupt um, and all things broken. We, um, we constantly live in the flesh. All of us have flesh, me, you, everybody. Um, even your pastor has flesh. Everybody has flesh. And you have to deal with it. Um, it is it is the part of you that 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 pushes you to sin and pushes you away from Jesus. Um, it's... Pushes you to to run to the, all the bad things uh, of life. So let's go to Galatians five nineteen through twenty one. It says, "Now the works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, which is um, like uh, kind of condemnation or um, anger, uh, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries." Dissensions, divisions, en- envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. So that really sums up all things of the culture. Everything bad that you can think of kind of fits there. And even Paul goes further to say, and things like these. So even more things are included in the flesh, and it's uh, it's horrible works. Um, and then there's the spirit. So the spirit is all things good, is uh, all things permanent and eternal. And um, so the spirit. And here the fruits of the Spirit are peace. uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So the Spirit counters the flesh. It is in opposition with the flesh. Everything good is the Spirit. Everything bad is the flesh. Okay? So then we go on and Paul uses two associations. He says... According to the flesh and setting your mind on things of the flesh. And same thing with the Spirit. According to the Spirit, set your mind on things of the Spirit. So to be according to something is, in a sense, to be under it. To be under the flesh or under the Spirit. So in, in you get to choose what, ha- what has authority over your life, what controls you and guides you. Um, it's either going to be the flesh or the Spirit. And then he says to set your mind on. And so to set your mind on is not like just to think about uh, to set your mind on is like when someone sets their mind on getting a cheeseburger, you know, like they're gonna get that cheeseburger. You know, they'll they'll pay for it, they'll fight you for it. Somebody's gonna, they're gonna get a cheeseburger. Somebody's gonna get hurt. You know, so it's it's to set your mind on it, It's to put your passions into it, your desires, uh, in everything that you have. So first, he establishes the flesh and the spirit, and then two associations. So Paul says that there's those who walk according to the spirit and those who walk according to the flesh. Those who walk according to the Spirit receive life and peace. And so there's life in righteousness. There's life in walking in this Spirit that gives us life daily and breathes into us. Because the Spirit is eternal, and the Spirit is holy. You're living for something perfect, um, and so you receive life and um, daily water for your, for your spiritual uh, organs. Um, in the same way, Uh, Well, in the opposite way, the flesh is death. The flesh does not give you life. So when you live for the flesh, you live for something impermanent, something broken, something that is depleting and constantly going away. Um, And so you live for something that is essentially death. The flesh is, is, like it says, hostile to God. The flesh is against God in every way that God is good. The flesh wants the opposite. The flesh is a tool of the devil against us. So the flesh cannot even submit to the Lord, it can't submit to his law, Uh, it cannot even possibly please God. So, there's an option to walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. And so, where do we find the power to walk in the spirit and be righteous for Christ? And that brings us to our next set of verses, verses 9 through 11. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That brings us to our fourth point, freedom to have the spirit of life and resurrection. So, Paul, again, establishes that all Christians have the Spirit. He says, you, however, so he points to, he he was talking to both non-Christians and Christians. Now he's saying you, so the people of God. You have the Spirit. You are not in the flesh because you've been indwelled with the Holy Spirit through the work of Jesus. And you belong to Christ. And then he contrasts and says, anyone who does not have the Spirit does not have Jesus. So, the Bible says that those who are in Christ are held fast and held in His hand, and you cannot be plucked from His hand. But, but those who do not have the Spirit cannot be pl- can be plucked from His hand. They are, they are not with Him. They, they can't be with Him. Christ is holy, so if you don't accept Him into your heart, you cannot be with Him. You cannot be with God. So, just like Romans 8.13 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, the Spirit, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So it says, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. So your body's dead. Your, physical, your physicalness, you're going to die. It's spiritually dead, um, but it's awakened through the power of the spirit and through righteousness lived in that. So if we don't live out that righteousness, uh, the only thing that we are attached to is our dead flesh. So, and then we come to verse 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, so the spirit that raised Christ from the dead and overcame the grave is in you, is d- dwells in you through his work, then he who raised Jesus from, Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So if you accept Jesus and accept his spirit of resurrection, you will be given that life. And I plead with you, to, to dwell in that Spirit and to walk according to and set your mind on the Spirit so that you may be given that life daily. As you walk in the Spirit, you'll be sanctified and made righteous so that you can have freedom and, uh, and life in Jesus. So we, have this, we, we know we have the Spirit and the power of, of resurrection through Christ, um, but how do we practically implement that in our lives? So our first point of application is Read and remind yourself of your freedom in Christ. So read. That means read the Bible. You need the Bible. The Bible is the ultimate source of truth. And when you read it, you reap the benefits of knowing that Christ has removed that condemnation from your life. And you daily hear that and are changed by that. And then remind. So it's not enough to read it. Uh, God's word is sufficient. But if you don't remind yourself because you're forgetful... Humans are broken and forgetful. If you don't remind yourself of these truths daily, you will not. You'll forget. You'll you'll be living life apart from the Spirit, walking according to the flesh, because if you don't know that you're supposed to walk walk according to the Spirit, you just won't do it. So read and remind yourself of your freedom in Christ. Second point of application. Depend on and pray for the power of the Spirit. We cannot fulfill God's law on our own. It's simple as that. You cannot do good on your own. If you do, it's selfish. It's just a work of selfishness. So only in dependence on and pray for the power of the Spirit can you truly obey the Lord. And that looks like every day waking and praying at least a little bit, just to just to remind yourself of what comes first. If you don't have the power of the Spirit in your life, you're living an empty life. You won't you won't have any success in living for Jesus. So. I beg you to depend and pray for the power of spirit so that you may overcome that sin that's holding you down and and encapsulating you every day and and if you do, um, you will reap those benefits. And through reading and reminding, depending on and praying for the power of the spirit, you will be able to, our third point, pursue righteousness so that you may have life. So this passage clearly says, in righteousness there is life. So if you don't pursue righteousness, you'll reap death, just like the works of the flesh. If you pursue the works of the flesh, you will reap the death of that. You will have no life. You will um, be spiritually uh, dead. So pursue righteousness, and you will reap the life that Christ promises. So guys, I've been where you're at. Um, I know what it's like to be stuck in sin um, and every day wake up and not know what to do and living broken and, and, and destroyed by, by the works of the flesh in my life. Um, but I promise you, I promise you that if you are willing to give yourself over to Christ and let his spirit indwell you and change you, you will truly receive the life that he offers for us. You will receive it daily, and it will really change your life. Let me pray for us. Thank you, God, for this night. Thank you for all these guys here um, that sat here and listened to me speak your word. Lord, I know I'm not eloquent. Um, I know I don't have the ability to speak like I should. But God, this is your truth that uh, Jesus came and took our sins. Um, He stretched his arms from God to man uh, and by his grace and in his name, uh, you filled us up, Lord. You filled us with life um, and you saved us. So, Lord, would you just... Help these kids know that they are free from the condemnation that's hanging over them, Lord. Would you um, help them to know that they are not trapped in their sin? God, they they are free from that in the name of Jesus and in his spirit. God, help them know that they have the spirit and they can fight that flesh uh, that that taunts them daily, God. And help them to realize that they have the power of resurrection and life in the spirit of God uh, that daily indwells them. Lord, so um, as, they, as they go away tonight, Lord, I, I pray that you would remind them of your truth. Um, Lord, we, that you would encourage them um, in their hearts to, to, to seek your truth out in the Bible. Um, God, I, I pray that you would make them dependent on you uh, daily so they may pursue righteousness and receive the life that your gospel and your word gives us. Lord, uh, create uh, good conversations in small groups that are glorifying to you um, God, just keep us safe the rest of our night. In Jesus' name, amen.